Blog Talk Radio. Who are the unstoppable ones? Is it just that they can do it and I can't? Mission Unstoppable. Mission Unstoppable. The Unstoppable Ones. You did say Unstoppable, right? You did say Unstoppable, right? What is it they know that I don't? Coach Frankie Picasso takes you on the Mission Unstoppable. Can anyone stop these people? Good evening. I am the Unstoppable Coach, Frankie Picasso, and I want to just tell you, I am having a whole bunch of trouble with Blog Talk Radio. We've had some real changes here. I'm trying to get my guest on air. I am a little bit stuck. My computer is stuck, and I'm trying desperately to uh, get it to unstick, so we will be with you momentarily. Just bear with me. Uh, We're going to go into a a world that is so powerful, I want you to stick around for it. Um, Sorry about this. We're just going to try to get this under control and underway in just a moment, as fast as I can. Uh, of course it's going to happen. It's live radio. This is what happens. I'm hoping that, uh, Rob Williams, if you can hear me, I hope that you will stay on and stay close to your phone because I will be with you as soon as I can get to you. Okay, I'm just going to log back in and hopefully um, we'll be able to pick him back up in just a moment. So please, folks, just bear with me. Uh, we're going to just type here. I can't talk and type at the same time. Maybe I can. <laughs> How is everything going for you today? This is what my day has been like. Of course, um, when things are new, and we're trying new things at Block Talk Radio all the time, and so uh, we, you know, we just got to work with it here a little bit. And for some reason, it's just um, giving my computer a little bit of a glitch. But I will be with it all I know we're going to get in there momentarily, and here we go. It's going to pull up here in just a second, I think. Yeah. So wherever you are in the world today and you're listening to us, um, this is what can happen. Anytime you are going live, uh, little things can happen. That's okay because you just got to uh, be bear with it. I am the unstoppable coach, and I intend to stay unstoppable this evening and make sure that uh, you – and my guest and everybody is well taken care of. Uh, we are still experiencing, oh, man, some difficulties here. I'm going to unhook something here. Maybe that's going to help it. It hasn't happened for a while. It happened uh, this morning to me as well. So it's just one of those days um, when these things uh, can happen. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I'm going to try to um, get back onto the Internet one more time. Hopefully you are listening and, and you can hear me. And um, we'll try to get back into the show as soon as I can. So just bear with me, please. Seems to be wanting to open up a whole bunch of uh, windows. Here we go. Let's try this the old-fashioned way. And uh, I really appreciate you guys, you know, hanging in there with me. It's really, it's, it's great. Um, thanks for your support. Let's just see if we can't get my guest on now. We're almost there. We're almost there. There we go. And we will start the show momentarily. He seems to be hanging in. What a trooper. Okay. There we go. Mr. Williams, are you with me? I am, Frankie. Okay, we've had a little bit of technical difficulty. There's been some big changes here at Blog Talk Radio, but um, I have you, and thank you so much for hanging in there with me and staying unstoppable. Well, my pleasure. (laughs) Okay, well, let's start our show. Hang on a second. Who are the unstoppable ones? Is it just that they can do it and I can't? Who are the unstoppable ones? Is it just that they can do it and I can't? Mission unstoppable. Mission unstoppable. The unstoppable ones. You did say unstoppable, right? You did say unstoppable, right? What is it they know that I don't? Coach Frankie Picasso takes you on the mission unstoppable. Can anyone stop these people? 
Wow. Well, good evening. I am the Unstoppable Coach, and you are about to go on another Mission Unstoppable into a world that is so powerful, it actually controls your behavior, beliefs, and maybe even world outcomes. Our guide tonight is an expert at navigating the waters of the mind. In fact, he holds the secrets to opening the gates to our subconscious and offers us a unique opportunity to erase any self-limiting beliefs with ones that will change our lives forever. In fact, his methodology is not only easy, it's replicable, but it also comes with a built-in truth meter. After 14 years of walking down the corridors of big business, Robert Williams walked out the doors for good one day into a new life of service as a professional psychotherapist. He found that the accepted counseling philosophy of the day was lacking in spiritual essence and overall effectiveness. So this led him to study many non-standard modalities for change, both ancient and contemporary. And out of his studies came a series of intuitive insights that became the body of work called Psych-K. So what is Psych-K and how does it work? Stay tuned, stay close, and we will discuss that in just a moment. Tonight, I'd like to send out three birthday greetings. The first two are for my twins, Alexander and Olivia. Happy 21st birthday. Since you're now officially adults, uh, have you moved out yet? (laughs) Honestly, I wish you both a fantastic journey filled with love, good health, and happy times ahead. The third birthday greeting goes out to my guest this evening. Psych K is celebrating 20 years. So Rob and its many facilitators, uh, many healthy and happy more years to come with that as well. This is the Unstoppable Frankie Picasso. You are listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. The time in Toronto is 8.06, 7 uh, in Chicago and 5.06 in Los Angeles. I want to thank the good folks here at Blog Talk Radio for allowing me to broadcast over their network. And I want to thank you, you know who you are, for tuning in each and every week. I have the phone lines open, and the chat room should be open as well. There it is. Yep, you guys are in there. Hi, how are you? And uh, we're ready to go. If you want to join us, you can call us at 646-595-3741. Rob Williams is president of the Meridian Corporation as well as director of Site K Center International and the Perk K Center for Exceptional Performance. He's also the author of The Missing Peace in Your Life, and that is a play on words. P-I-E-C-E is now spelled P-E-A-C-E, and he's quickly becoming a global sensation, you know, an overnight 20-year sensation. Please welcome Rob Williams. Good evening, Rob. (laughs) Good evening, Frankie. Thanks. What an introduction. Woo! Yeah, well, thanks so much again, as I said, for hanging in, and thanks to everybody out there for hanging in with me, too. I know it was a little bit of a rocky start, but, you know, sometimes that happens. It's live, and what else can you do? Rob, I understood that you um, introduced Site K to Canada first, and I have to say, as a Canadian, I'm kind of proud of that. Can you tell me why you started here? <laughs> well, actually, because the universe provided the first uh, full-blown opportunity to uh, to teach Site K in Calgary. In fact, I taught the first um, basic Site K workshop in Calgary, and then the first advanced was taught in Regina. Oh, wow. So, you know, people hear us talking about Site K, they hear me saying, oh, the gateway to your mind, what is it? What is the meat and potatoes of this stuff? <laughs> well, you know, that's the hardest question to answer because it will take at least an hour to do so, so I hope that that's what we'll, uh, what we'll do some of. But the short answer is it's a, it's a way to interact, communicate, connect with your subconscious mind. A part of the mind, I think, that is grossly misunderstood by most people in the mainstream and incredibly important and powerful to us with respect to how our lives are turning out on a day-to-day basis. Our thoughts and our actions are all really largely determined by what's going on at the subconscious level. That's the level below your level of conscious awareness. So it's uh, different than your conscious mind. Conscious mind wakes up in the morning, looks around, uh, makes decisions about life. It's the part that reads the self-help books, goes to the the self-help classes, it gets all excited about all these wonderful ideas about spirituality and so on, but it's the subconscious mind that actually determines whether or not you carry out any of those good ideas and, and whether it feels like you're flowing in the direction of those ideas or whether you feel you're kind of at war with yourself instead of at peace with yourself. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I, I know as a coach, I talk to a lot of people that have self-limiting beliefs. They want to do things. They say they really want to do something, but, you know, it's the subconscious that, that you know, you and I know is holding them back. So you say that the practical application of this wisdom um, in our personal and professional lives will give us a greater sense of self-empowerment, purpose, and satisfaction. And I have to believe that because if you're doing what you want to do, then... You just went away, Frankie. I don't know if you can hear me, but I can no longer hear you.
Are you there? I'm still here, but can't hear you. I'm going to hang up and redial the number for contact and see if that helps. Well, I seem to have lost my caller. I guess you guys lost us for a few minutes here, too. Sorry about that. I'm wondering if you in the chat room can, can still hear me. Um, this is unbelievable. I don't know what's going on, and I don't like it, but um, we're going to stay unstoppable, and we're going to stay with you because you, you're our guest. They're just trying to reconnect here to the server, and, um, geez, this is craziness. Let's see, though. Hopefully Rob will have the... Uh, strength and perseverance to call us back because he's a real trooper too. I know that he is. And hopefully we won't get cut off the line again. Hi, Frankie. Are you back? I, I'm I am back. I'm back. I'm so sorry. I don't know what is going on. This it was a mystery. Well, life is mostly a mystery, so we just have to uh, go with the flow. You know, I think. You know what I think it is. I think that that you know together we just just bring so much spark and the universe together. We're just blowing these lines <laughs> left, right, and <laughs> It must be that. My question to you then was, just before the, the big spark, how easy is this to implement? You know, we all want to be happy. We all want to change our beliefs. And, you know, we've all tried to, to change. You know, we all tried to diet and, and we tried new relationships and we tried all this stuff. But, like, how easy is it to implement Site K? Well, that's the beauty of it. It really is quite simple, especially as compared to the tools we've had for the last 40 or 50 years, which mostly comprise insight, deciding what you want, and then willpower, lots and lots of effort. And the, the reason there's effort, and the important thing about this is that if you're efforting, it, it implies resistance. So the question becomes, well, where's the resistance? I, when I say I want to lose weight or I want to do X or Y or Z, well, why aren't you doing it if all you have to do is say I and then move in that direction? If you find your behaviors to be something uh, on the order of self-sabotaging or worse, then it feels like there's somebody inside of you trying to make your life miserable. Well, it really turns out not to be the case. The subconscious mind is not an entity separate from the you that you talk about when you say I. It's a part of you, but because you're not consciously aware of it, you don't know what its programs are. And many of those programs run automatically all the time, 24-7, and because of the power of the subconscious, which is extraordinarily powerful. As an example, the conscious mind can process about 40, that's four zero bits of information per second. Per second sounds like a very impressive number. 40 things can happen, 40 bits of processing power per second. Yeah. But when contrasted to the subconscious, which processes a million times faster than that in the same second, 40 million bits of information processing power per second, well, you can see, you know, that there's no contest. If your subconscious mind has a program or multiple programs contrary to your conscious desires, I don't care what kind of willpower you've got. At the, you know, at the best case scenario is you can overcome that the program for a while, but then you have to stay hyper vigilant. You know how it is when you try to lose weight or you try to do anything that's not absolutely. part of your habitual makeup. Yep, 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 yep. Absolutely, you have to be hyper vigilant. And no, you're right. Nobody has that kind of willpower, not for a very long time. And so the right. only way that we can do this is to change our beliefs. In in coaching, we call it underlying automatic commitments that we have with ourselves, and sometimes we don't always know what they are. And, and mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, it helps to find somebody. But other, oftentimes, I mean, we can just go to a site K facilitator, and it doesn't really matter if we know about it or not, does it? Because you can help us. Not at all, no. It turns out that, uh, it, fortunately, that this is very transferable uh, technology in the sense that you can go to a two-day weekend workshop, learn how to make most of the changes you, most people are going to want to make most of the time for the rest of their lives, and learn the simple process of being able to get to the subconscious, being able to communicate with it in a language it understands, and then transferring, essentially, your desire, your, your goal in life, to the subconscious. And once the subconscious has it, it becomes like any other habit. Well, wouldn't it be great if you know, if your joy and your goals and all that just became an automatic part of your life. You wake up in the morning and every part of you moves you in the direction you want to go without this effort and resistance. By changing the programs that seem like they're causing the resistance, because in effect they are, they're just old programs. They're not mean. They're not 
things trying to mess up your life. It's just outdated software like your computer, like the glitches we had this, you know, this evening. People have psychological, psycho-emotional, and psycho-spiritual glitches that keep them from achieving the goals and the joy that they so richly deserve. So if you were looking, if you needed confidence, um, we, we could give you that. One, one, one facilitator told me that she used Psych-K to um, change her belief around doing housework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so she programmed herself to say, you know, it's fun and enjoyable to do housework, and, and then it became fun and enjoyable and not a chore any longer. And, you know, this is how amazing and wonderful this technique is. Now, we didn't talk about the beauty part of it, the K part of it. Can you tell yeah. us what the K stands for? That K stands for kinesiology, and kinesiology and the... Um, and the way that it's used in Psyche is is uh, experience a lot of people have had these days, but the kinesiology part translated as muscle testing. I, I really think it's a misnomer because you're not really testing a muscle. You're testing the, sub, the strength of the signal to the muscle from the subconscious mind. It's a mechanical process, but the beauty of it is it's simple. You can teach anybody to do it, and done properly, it, it gives you direct access to the subconscious mind. And the reason for that is the subconscious mind, among many, many other functions that it has for us in life, is responsible for muscle movement. You can't walk or, or move or uh, digest food or uh, respirate or have your heartbeat without the subconscious being on all the time. Fortunately, it's 24-7 or you're dead. So the, the good news is it's on all the time. You can use this uh, link between the subconscious mind and the electrical, electrical signals it sends to the muscles, which re- are required just for something simple like walking, which isn't so simple if you break it down neurologically. But for us, right. it seems like, well, I just get up and I walk. So that's fine, but a whole lot of things have to happen for you to get up and walk. So muscle testing is a kind of a built-in biofeedback mechanism used by the body-mind system to interact. All we're doing is using it for a slightly different purpose, and that's to communicate directly with the subconscious, find out when it's in conflict with one of our goals in life. Let's pick any goal. If it's to lose weight, okay, then you construct a statement uh, of fact about how you'd like your life to be regarding your weight, and then you can check that out with muscle testing very quickly. It requires a partner, ideally. You can do it with yourself, but I think it's better and more objective when you use uh, somebody else doing the pushing on your on your wrist. It's, you're actually muscle testing an arm muscle most of the time. But the point is, you can find out very quickly if the programs at your subconscious mind uh, at your subconscious level are either supporting or uh, resisting what it is that you want as a goal. So once you change those goals, the really beautiful thing is the new habit is installed. So the habit of thinking differently, therefore the habit of behaving differently, and the effort goes out of it, Frankie. It's, it's, you can stop struggling. Life becomes much less a day-to-day struggle and much more a function of a self-fulfilling prophecy based on your new belief systems. Well, let me ask you. I mean, we hear about hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy is supposed to help change our subconscious mind, too. Mm-hmm. Why, why, what is different? What is different, and why would you have to go so many times for hypnotherapy and you don't for Psyche? Well, it's a good question. I actually was trained in hypnotherapy before I knew anything about Psyche, and that was the best modality I had come across uh, until then, and I tried lots and lots of things, like many of your listeners are probably uh, have been at one time or maybe still are sort of workshop junkies. Well, I qualified to the max. And I tried everything, especially as a therapist. I, I wanted to have all of the magic available, all of the tools to help people make positive changes in their lives. And so I worked with hypnosis for a while, but I found a couple of things were very limiting about it. One of them was people's preconceived notion about hypnosis, that in effect somebody was going to control them and, and they would be out of control in some sense because the hypnotherapist could make them do things. They just saw too many... Bengali movies and too too much Johnny Carson when he was alive, you know, to see people yeah. barking like dogs and clucking like chickens and 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 that's stage hypnosis. It's a very different thing altogether. But nevertheless, there was sort of this intrinsic resistance to hypnosis. And the other part about it that that I found limiting was that it, you know a lot of what happened in the hypnotic session was dependent upon my focus and my skill and my ability and my wisdom, and had very little to do with the person in the trance state. Whereas Almost the opposite is true of Psyche. Most all of what happens to make belief change happen happens inside the person who's come to see the facilitator. The facilitator may be able to influence the session. Let's say 20% of the effectiveness of a session might depend on the expertise of the facilitator, but at least 80% of that outcome depends on the resources that are already in each of us but go untapped until you can access them with Psyche. You know, I... I, I... 
I've taken, um, I've, I've used hypnotherapy and I've, and I've gone to hypnotherapy, and I always get a real headache from it. And, and it's like there's a huge block there. And I resist and I resist and I resist, even though my conscious mind is saying, do it, do it, relax, do it. Mm-hmm. You, want, you, know, you want this to happen for yourself. The subconscious mind is not. So is, is, do I, am I blocking myself or can, I, does, can everybody unblock themselves and, and accept this, um, you know, the, the ministrations that they want? Can, can we do this or are we stuck? Well, you're never stuck uh, because you're unstoppable. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Every, actually, so with the right are. understanding and the right process, everybody's unstoppable. What stops us, in my experience, almost always, are our limiting beliefs about ourselves and about our world. And because they're not consci- we're not consciously aware of these beliefs, all we see is the attendant behavior. We see self-sabotaging behaviors. We see doing things that are the opposite of what we say we want, and we can't figure out why. I mean, this is, it was cleverly put one time in a statement that said something like, have you ever uh, noticed that um, your mind has a mind of its own? So every time we try to change our mind, only to find out that our mind has a mind of its own, it seems like there are two of us, and we're at war. So the title of my book has to do with bringing peace to your life, P-E-A-C-E, because the difference between your conscious goals and your subconscious programs are always, almost always, uh, the problem when you're having trouble achieving things. Most people are smart enough and committed enough and motivated enough and all of that, but they mistake the fact that these sabotaging behaviors are a lack of motivation. Seldom are they a lack of motivation. They're much more a sense of powerlessness to overcome what seems to be you know, a, a, um, an active internal self-sabotaging mechanism. And unfortunately, a lot of people see the subconscious that way because of probably mostly because of Freud and, uh, and some of the early psychologists because they talked about it as being this sort of deep, dark abyss of sexual desire and taboo everything. And so everybody said, geez, I don't want to go there. You know, no telling what lives there. But the fact of the matter is uh, that's just a, it's a very anthropomorphic way to think of it. In other words, very turn it into something human we can understand. But I think the subconscious is way more like a young, say, a five-year-old child, very precocious child, very, very bright for a five-year-old, but not very wise, very powerful because he or she has a lot of toys in the sandbox, but they don't always know, how, know what to do with them. And tend, they tend just to repeat uh, what they already know over and over again until something gets their attention and a change takes place. And that's what Psyche is about. It's an easy, effective, and safe way to get the attention of the subconscious, deliver a new set of instructions, new software to the subconscious, so it can print out a different life. Okay, so I can't be hurt by it. Nobody can make me do something I don't want to do with it. No, because it's all up to you, and there's one really, really significant part I want to tell your listeners about that so differentiates Psyche from most of the other modalities that I know about and studied and other ones that I haven't studied but I'm aware of, and that is there's a spiritual component to Psyche, and the spiritual component is the gatekeeper to change, Frankie. It's the part that through kinesiology we can access, we can talk to you, to your higher self or your superconscious mind, whatever word your spirit, whatever word you'd like to plug into that, that concept. It doesn't change the concept, it's just people have different descriptors for it. But in sure. Psyche, there's a permission step that precedes any personal change. And the reason for that is so important because as much as we may want to help people, and certainly that's what you're doing, and I am doing the same thing, being of service on the planet. But you know, it's entirely possible, and I think more frequently happens than not, that people are well-meaning in their attempt to help somebody, but really misguided. A lot of what we take for uh, people being broken in some way or something's wrong, they aren't really broken. There isn't really wrong, but we want to fix it. So we help them fix it. And oftentimes, to their detriment, they fix something, and what was missing, what, what they were missing and having things be limited in some way was actually a message from their own spirit. It was a messenger uh, delivering a spiritual message or a psychological message that's very important to understand in their lives. But instead of us getting the message first, we kill the messenger by relieving a symptom, say. We change some part of the body mind. And you know, it's just so horrible because... Because if you do that, as well-intentioned as you might be, you can really misdirect a person's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I know, sleep at it's, night. It's a great point. It's a great point. Yeah. I get to yeah. sleep at night because I know that in every activity anywhere in the world where psyche is taking place, nobody can get to the part of the mind that makes the changes without the permission of their higher self. And there's no better guardian 
than one spirit for whether a change is going to take place. So you never go in and do something just because you, you think you can. The, the access to essentially the URL for change, <laughs> you have to have uh, an ID and a password. It's the same concept as we use in computers. And if you don't do that, if it's not safe and appropriate, and those are the words that are used in a statement to the person wanting to make the changes by the facilitator, and then muscle testing is set up so you can get a yes or no answer from that part of the mind. If that part says yes, then you proceed like crazy. But if it says no, then you stop right there because anything you do at that point with Psycade toward that goal won't work, and you get to know that ahead of time. So there's this permission protocol safeguard that is, I think, unique to Psyche, and I'm, I'm very happy that we have it because no matter how well-intentioned any of us might be as catalysts for change, we can be wrong. Well, I'm really glad that you brought that up, and I'm glad that you brought up the part about spiritual because I did say at the beginning of the show that it's an opportunity. Um, it not only changes us, but it can change the whole world, and it can change the whole world how? When we, yeah, when we change ourselves, we change the whole world. The beautiful part about this world that most people don't realize um, in general is that it's all connected. Truly everything is one. Whether you go back to ancient texts and you read about the law of one, the connection that we are all from the same source, or you take contemporary modern quantum physics, they're going to say the same thing. Einstein is, is probably one of the best-known people uh, scientists who actually supported that view and in a quote he talked about that human beings are a part of a whole that, that's called the universe and a part that's not that's limited in time and space but nevertheless he says the connection is uh, that we are all connected there is no real separation he called the 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 idea that we're separate he referred to it as a kind of illusion or um, best way to say this is um, it's a kind of delusion of consciousness that we're separate, an optical yeah. delusion, he called it. You look like you're over there, I look like I'm over here, but the truth of the matter is when you boil it all down, nobody's really separate. It's our senses that trick us, and so we all are part of the same thing. When you realize that, just let that settle in for a minute. If I'm you and you're me, some aspect of the same being, then any harm I do to you, I do to myself. Now, if we knew that and we acted out of that, all of us, whether it was in business or in uh, international affairs or in personal relationships, almost all the travesties in, in a human condition would disappear overnight. You'd hope so. <laughs> Has to. So you, yeah, Has to. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, as soon yeah. as I know I'm you and I'm going to harm you, I'm harming me, hey, I'm going to think about that differently. You know, it's funny because I did a show, um, part, part of the show this morning was on Nikola Tesla, who also a scientist and, and, and like Einstein, really believed in the imagination and, and believed in, in using um, his innate abilities, going into himself to, to gather ideas from the ethers, which is what, you know, in a way what we're talking about is that there's this world, you know, unconscious, subconscious, unconscious pool, and right. I believe that there's, you know, ideas out there that we all grasp because we, you know, many times we all have the same idea. We go, I had that idea. You didn't act on it, but we had it. And, and, and you know, one person took that, and, and they ran with it. But many of us, you know, are when we're open to receiving what's out there in the universe, you know, these ideas, they're, they're there for all of us. And so, yeah, we put an idea out there. I, you know, I, I used to belong to a group um, of rainmakers, and, we you know, we decided to make rain when the forest fires were going in California and all over the place. And we said, they need rain, so let's make rain. And, and, and you know, everybody put their consciousness together, and, and created rain, and it, you know, I, I know that Bruce and uh, Deepak Chopra has done it with prayer around the world, mm -hmm. and you know, Bruce Certainly. has done it. I mean, we we've all experienced it. Well, some of us have experienced it more than others. But what you're saying is is so true, and so to be able to have a spiritual component to psyche, to be able to use this in a safe way, knowing that you're helping the universe. Wow, help yourself, help the universe, help your neighbor. Isn't that great? I think for me anyway, it's the it's the ultimate gift. Uh, I get more from uh, psyche and from the people that participate in making themselves the ultimate expression of their divine beingness in physical form because that's the kind of planet I want to live on. So it's entirely um, it's, it's enlightened self-interest. You know, If I can get enough people to redefine who they are at the subconscious level of the mind, understanding first and foremost they're spiritual beings having a human experience, not the other way around, and that to fully express their divinity and their uniqueness all at the same time, is exactly what we're all here to do, and we're here to, to, to really, in my opinion, really to nurture the garden. This should be the Garden of Eden. This shouldn't be hell on earth, but we have a choice, and depending on what our beliefs are, because 
Beliefs are very powerful things, Frankie. Thoughts are powerful things. It turns out, you know, we get a chance to vote uh, on things politically. We, we go to a ballot box and we cast a vote and all of that. But the most important votes, in my opinion, more than any vote you can cast in a ballot box, is, the, is what you do when you think. When you think a thought, it's a vote, and then the vote into the collective uh, uh, unconscious or the collective consciousness of humanity is literally a vote for how you want things to be. Now, that would be, you know, really good news if people actually were conscious of most of their thoughts, but it turns out uh, 95 to 99 percent of the time, thoughts originate at the subconscious level, and those thoughts are born out of a set of limiting beliefs generally speaking, beliefs that we got from our parents and society, and, and so it's a self-propagating kind of limitation. If you grew up thinking that you were limited and you're never good enough, you're not going to be good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not handsome enough, you're not talented enough, all of those things that many of us got from either our parents and or society, we run around with these limiting beliefs, plugging them into the collective, and so the world prints out, literally, the drama of all those beliefs. So your thoughts are things, and they're votes for how you want things to be. All the more reason to be really aware of what your subconscious beliefs are, because those guys are the ones that are running the, the, the projector, and then the world is what we see as a projection of our thoughts. Well, you know, you say, that if you want to know what's going on, and you want to know what you're thinking, look at what's going on in your life. Correct. I think you said in, in, in your video that 10 seconds before you make a decision, your subconscious mind has already made that decision. Yeah, it turns out there's some, yeah there's some recent research and uh, it came out of Berlin and it was amazing uh, to find out that it was a simple experiment. They gave um, uh, the subjects uh, two uh, buttons to press, one in each hand, and they told them they could press the button at any time they wanted, left or right. They could just choose to press the buttons uh, randomly, but they were monitoring brainwave patterns, in particular what was happening at the subconscious level. And what they discovered that was a full ten seconds before the conscious mind decided which button to push, the decision was already made at the subconscious level. So by the time they decided, well, I'm going to push the button in the right hand, the subconscious had already indicated to the scientists that the button in the right hand was going to be pushed. They could do this with 100% accuracy. Wow. I guess so think about yeah, I, that. I mean, if, uh, if our beliefs are running full-time 24-7, even when we're asleep, and we're shoving those beliefs into collective unconscious because we don't have a choice. I mean, we're our mind and, and the global mind is all interconnected. It's just like the Internet itself. It's just another metaphor for the same thing. So what we think, may we think, is a private matter. But I'll tell you what, the effect is very public. It is. And, and so let's talk about, just for a second, though, about the kinds of... of um, subjects or topics that, that say Katie can help us with self-esteem, uh, relationships. How can it help us with relationships? Well, one of the interesting things about relationships I've learned over the years is that people want a certain kind of mate or a partner. And it's really interesting when you sit down with somebody and say, well, what do you want in a mate? And so they start to tell you all these things they want. Usually they tell you what you don't want because they've had a lot right. of that. That's what they're yeah. familiar with. I don't want somebody who bosses me around. I don't want somebody, you know. So, but when yeah. you kind of turn the conversation around and say, what do you want? They start to list all these things that they're not. <laughs> and that's a, the real clincher for relationships is you have to be what you want to attract. So yeah. most people go into relationships try to make up for some missing part of their own personality and, uh, and so somebody else will compensate for them. Well, that's not really the way it happens. Once you are in a compensatory relationship like that, then a lot of other things follow, like jealousy and fear and the fear the person's going to go away. You get dependent upon them. Then it's a codependent relationship. And nobody sees these patterns because they don't realize that if you became what you wanted, you would attract what you want. And that's really the key with Psyche. So when I, when I was in private practice, uh, I used to say I have a person list all these things they wanted. Then we'd put them into belief statements and muscle test the person to find out if they themselves had those attributes that they want somebody else to have. And when they didn't have them, well, that was the answer. That's why you're getting what you're getting. You're getting what you're getting because that's who you are. Yeah. Hard to, hard to probably reconcile that with themselves maybe a little bit. but um, Well, it may yeah, be, but the, the law of attraction is a law of attraction. It doesn't change just because people don't like it. You're going to attract what you are and who you are. So you want something better than what you're getting, then become something better than what you're getting. And I found the easiest way to do that is to reprogram the subconscious mind to be able to to produce the attributes that you want to attract. And as soon as that happens, 
it seems really magical. All of a sudden, the right you meet the right person, and where did they come from? You know that your friends weren't like that, and all of a sudden this person comes out of seemingly out of nowhere. But they're not coming out of nowhere. They're coming out of the the collective consciousness, and you've sent out a a frequency. You sent out a call, a clarion call at the at the collective consciousness level, saying, "This is who I am. Looking for somebody like this, please." And they show up. But everything changes in your life, then, doesn't it? I mean, you change one thing, and it's a this it, it, cascading effect. And and you know maybe. You're, you're looking for Mr. Right or Miss Right, and, and you change something about yourself, and now your job is better. And, and you know, you, you've left some friends behind because they were toxic, and you moved on to, you know, bigger and better things. Everything about your life is going to change. That's right. So it's, that's it's really holographic. exciting stuff. Yeah, consciousness is holographic, Frankie. So the hologram of consciousness, you can enter any place. You can call it relationships or self-esteem or health and body issues or personal power issues or spirituality. It actually doesn't matter. Wherever it is that you're moved to, uh, move into a place of improving yourself or growing in that particular area, like you said, uh, it affects every other area of your life. So, yeah, you tweak something here, and it's affected over there. So it's the butterfly effect. You know, the quantum physicists talk about a butterfly flapping its wings in, in the middle of North America and causing a, a tsunami, you know, in uh, Sri Lanka. So it turns out everything is linked up in the in the environment, and everything's linked up in the environment of consciousness, and we're all swimming in the same soup of consciousness so we we not only upload to the collective we download from it beautiful well said. we are speaking to rob williams uh you can go to the website www.psych-k.com to have a look um at there's some videos you can find out about workshops you can become an instructor you can have psych k um Anything that you want, you can go there and figure it out. Also, his book is there uh, for sale, and, and the name of that, again, was, um, what was it? Oh, missing, uh, The Missing Piece, P-E-A-C-E, in your life, and you probably want to get that uh, ASAP because this sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Doesn't everybody want to uh, to employ that change in their lives? You, I'm, I'm curious about your logo. You've got three, what are they, vortex of cyclones on top of each other? Spirals, what, yeah. Yeah. What is the significance of that? Well, it turns out it does have significance, and uh, it was it came in with the the, the information of psyche. You know, it's one of those things where it was the it's kind of an expression of the of the deeper meaning of psyche. The three spirals represent three parts of our consciousness: the subconscious, then the conscious, then the superconscious mind or the spiritual mind. And you'll notice that if you look at the logo very carefully, it's even more the message is a little even more subtle than that. That the lower the the bottom spiral. They're nested spirals, so in effect it's all one logo, but they're all separate as well. So you can think of the Trinity, you can think of any uh, triune nature, that it's all one thing, yet it's all separate. So the, the lower of the spirals is a thicker line, which represents density, like the physical body. The next one up is a little less dense, and that represents mind, and then the least dense represents spirit. So it's body, mind, spirit, all nested as one consciousness, represents what we are. And it's also reflective. If you saw it on a piece of paper, uh, it's a reflection, a reflective material like um, like aluminum foil. And so you see a reflection of yourself in these three beings. And the fact that they're spirals, spirals are, are um, essential uh, fractal of life, essential design of life. Spirals come in seashells. They come in, uh, in um, plants that open up in a spiral fashion. The universe is a spiral. Everything moves and everything spirals. So it's got all of this meaning in there. I didn't really understand all of it when I was when I first conceived of it being three spirals, but as I looked into the various disciplines uh, of consciousness, I realized uh, it had a lot more significance than I thought it did even in the beginning. Wow. I, I don't know if I if I really made mention, and I think I did, but, but not um, significantly enough, that you actually channeled all of this. This came to you. Yeah, it was, I would say I did channel it in the sense of um, being a channel and then just being displaced by an entity and all that, it was much more a kind of a, a set of intuitive flashes. So uh, it happened, uh, you know, tw- 20 years ago now. Actually, it was in December. Yeah, and I um, I was actually in a, in a very unspiritual place. <laughs> I was really angry at myself for messing up a brochure that I was trying to put together at the time for a workshop I was doing, not psychic. And uh, and I just couldn't get it right. And I messed it up a couple times, and finally I just got furious with myself. And so I, I I left my desk, you know, in my office, and I went outside. It was December. It was in Denver, Colorado, and it was cold. And I sat down in the lawn chair, which I had to knock the ice off of to do. And I just was um, 
live it. I, you know, clenched my fists and closed my eyes, and I just said out loud, "Okay, God, if you don't want me to do this, what do you want me to do?" You know, I was really uh, venting. Is what it was. It was, it was hardly not. I was certainly not in the full lotus position, in a centered place spiritually. And uh, you know, I never, I never really asked it as a, a real question. It was a rhetorical question. So, what do you want me to do if you don't want me to do this? But within, I don't know, it was just a few moments. I don't even know what they were. So as if time got suspended temporarily. And this whole pattern for change with 13 paired statements and all the instructions and stuff appeared in my head. And it, 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 it sort of really um, got my attention because normally I don't visualize well at all. If you ask me to close my eyes and make a picture of something, Tesla could do that. He was, a, he was amazing at that. He could make three-dimensional images, build machines, test them in his head, and then when he actually built them in real life, they worked the very first time. I'm so far from that, I can't tell you. So I'm, I close my eyes, the screen's black, like turning your TV off. But all of a sudden, I could see almost a scroll-like thing, and I could see all this writing on it, and I could see the words very clearly, so I, I was really um, surprised, of course, and so I decided, well, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to write it down. So then I went back in the house, and I started typing feverishly in my computer as I saw this scroll thing go by, and uh, got all the information down on it, and then it went away. I was never able to reproduce it, but I had a hard copy of it. That was the first of several patterns that it ultimately became the body of work called Psyche. So, yeah, I think it was given through me, uh, more than to me, cosmically. Right. I think I was in the cosmic queue, and the download happened, and and I was given an opportunity to shepherd this work in this world for for a variety of purposes. And I was, I think, my life was um, uniquely set up to do that. I spent 14 years in the corporate world, so I speak business fluently, and then I spent uh, an equally long time, more than uh, that now, in the world of psychotherapy. So I had uh, spoke both uh, both languages, sort of a left brain and a right brain language. And interestingly enough, Psyche is based on left-right brain integration. So when you prepare the mind to receive a new idea, it's not like affirmations and willpower and it takes forever, 21 days, you can't miss a day, and all those rules that we made up. It's very different than that. It simply prepares the the mind to receive the idea. Within a few minutes, most of the balances, they're called balances, meaning they create a balance identification between the left and the right hemisphere. They take maybe 10, 15 minutes to facilitate, and you're done. That's it. I mean, the beliefs are different. Just as you would have changed the document in your computer, there's a kind of save command process, and it's saved to long-term memory. You can forget about it and move on to something else in your life. Does it always take, do you ever have to redo the same command? The only time I've ever had to redo it is when um, there's an element to the process called secondary gain. It's in psychology. It's not really a unique thing to psyche, but it's the idea that, I made a change because I thought it was a really good idea, but then once I started living the new change, I realized that the old way of being actually had a benefit to me that I didn't realize at the time, and the new way of doing it misses that benefit. I don't get that benefit. So I'll default back to the old program in order to get a core need met, let's say love or affection or attention or something like that. So just making the change sounds like a great idea, but when you make the change, if there's something at your core, a human, basic human need missing, you'll default back to that. And all you have to do then is, usually by that time, you recognize what the need is that isn't getting met in the new way of being. Then you add that need being met into a new statement, and you rebalance for it. But as far as balancing for something and then having to rebalance for it because it didn't take or something like that, no, uh, it's like changing a, a, a file in your computer. You don't go to it the next day and go, oh, God, I wonder if the change is still there. <laughs> of course it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Photons of light held in an electromagnetic field. Well, it turns out that's what mind is, too. And, yeah, our minds are more complicated than the computer memory, but they're significantly alike enough that you get the, you get the metaphor. So generally speaking, when you rewrite software at the subconscious level, it stays that way automatically. You move to the next level. So Psyche, for me personally, while it can be used for lots of things, uh, releasing fears and phobias, uh, weight loss, improving sports performance, uh, uh, jacking up your confidence and self-esteem, health issues, and so on, long list of, of symptom-like things and goals that people have, and that's fine. But his ultimate gift, Frankie, ultimate gift, I've come to understand, is accelerating spiritual evolution, individually for us as people and collectively on the planet, so we can have heaven on earth instead of hell on earth. Wow. That, that's pretty heavy. <laughs> We're having some conversation also in the chat room here with some folks, and I'd like to welcome everybody who has joined us this evening. Again, we're speaking to Mr. Robert Williams, and he's the originator for Site K. Now, you also have something um, that is called Psych. Um, is it perfect? Wait, I lost it. 
Perk, yeah, P-E-R-K. You would you would imagine it since psyche is pronounced that way that you'd pronounce perk perke, but it sounds like margarine. Used to be parquet margarine on TV, you know. That's that's an obnoxious commercial. So anyway, no perk is is I couldn't get the hyphen out as it turns out. It was taken by a coffee company. So real practical reasons there. But PERC is performance kinesiology. It's um, it's psyche in a business suit. You know, like I said, I spent 14 years in the corporate world, sure. and a lot of healing needs to take place there uh, because the business decisions business makes affects all of us. Of course, we are business. So looking at it from that point of view, uh, being able to change the, the paradigm of business and to inject a whole different energy into how we make decisions and how we are in the world with each other is really important and so to have this kind of technology available at the business level to shift the corporate paradigms into a much more generative sort of way of being in the world uh, is, is essential. So there's that whole other branch of psyche called PERC. So if folks want to get involved um, with this either to have it administrated or be an administrator they would just go to the website, the psychewit.com website? Yeah, all the information they're going to need is there for starters and uh, the book's available. The book is is um, a primer for people who want to get more information, in-depth information than I can provide on the website, but also who want to check it out before they get involved and go to a workshop. Because the workshops, sure, they cost money. People have to make a living doing them, so they do. But they're not inordinate, and they're, what you get is, generally speaking, way more than what you invest uh, in terms of a way to actually interact with your life and redirect it and uh, start scripting your own life the way you'd like it to be. So point being that, um, yes, you go to the website, you can check from web, from uh, Psyche website, you can link to PERC website. If you go to PERC first, PERC.com, P-E-R-K.com, then you'll talk about the business stuff that way, and then you can go to the Psyche site. So it's just a matter of whether it's personal or professional um, interests that drive you. There's, there's actually an interesting conversation going on here, Rob, in, in the chat room about somebody who... He, he, he says he takes everything head up and, and he's tired. He wants challenges in his life because he's always winning. Um, it, life is boring for him. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, as a psychologist, um, what would you say to this person? Congratulations, you're doing what you need to do. You know, if, if uh, challenges fire your rockets, keep doing it. You know, when you get tired of the challenges and you want to do something else to have another experience, have that experience. I think as long as the experiences are are things that uh, you find interesting and fulfilling in some way, even painful ones. I mean, people like challenges, like climbing a mountain. You get to the top of the mountain, you get to feel really great about climbing the mountain. I don't personally find that uh, particularly uh, satisfying, and I live in the mountains. <laughs> I like looking at them better than I do like crawling up them. But different strokes for different folks. So no, if he's not joy, nothing challenges him because he's always winning. It's not a challenge. Life isn't a challenge for him. Oh, well, have him uh, do something like uh, solve the mysteries of quantum physics. There you go. Uh, Perfect. That might be a challenge. <laughs> Just raise the bar. My advice yeah. is raise the bar. You know, to keep, don't, Woody Allen used to say, if you want to be successful, just find a small mountain and climb it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I, I think I've got raise your mountain. We get some 14,000-foot peaks here in Colorado. You <laughs> can come here and do those. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you know, let's talk about um, healing, healing ourselves with Psyche, because, you know, Dr. Bruce was on my show not that, you know, a while ago, and we talked sure. about the imaginal cells that we have in our body. So can we, can we use our subconscious to activate these imaginal cells to heal ourselves? Well, sure. The subconscious talks to all the cells in your body. That's how you live. You, you could not live without a conversation going on between your subconscious mind and the cells of your body. You wouldn't breathe unless there was something going on. You don't think about breathing, but you're breathing. You don't digest food consciously, but you sure as heck digest it. So all of these activities, thousands of them are going on, and this is the communication system between the mind and the body. Your immune system, which is your, your significant, most significant defense uh, between you and disease processes, uh, is affected profoundly by, by your beliefs. There, there's a uh, whole discipline called psychoneuroimmunology. It's a long phrase, a word, but it really means the mind-body connection and its effect on health. What are your thoughts? Uh, how do your thoughts contribute to wellness or disease? Well, it turns out there's been 50 years of study in that area. And in Psyche, I'm just about to uh, finish uh, creating a brand-new program for psyche healthcare practitioners, these would be people who already have are already in the medical system. They're nurses or MDs or osteopaths or chiropractors or somebody with a direct patient type contact background. 
And, and what I'm doing is identifying those beliefs that come out of this uh, rich uh, literature called psychoneuroimmunology that indicate that these are the qualities and characteristics that science has found uh, are indigenous in people who tend to stay well versus people that get sick. So because those, those uh, characteristics can be uh, morphed into, changed into belief systems and then internalized at the subconscious level, what I'm proposing is that we can we can learn to consciously activate the mind as medicine and use and trigger the self-healing response internally with your mind. It's clear that that happens all the time in, in drug trials because the drug companies have to show that their medicine works better than placebo. Placebo pill would being a sugar or chalk pill doesn't have any medicinal value theoretically, and yet at least 30% of the people respond to placebo and get well in spite of the fact there's no medicine in the pill. Well, what the heck's that about? <laughs> That's the yeah. perception effect, what Bruce and I refer to as the perception effect. Perception tells the cells what to do. The cells can either be immune-enhancing uh, or immune-suppressing with respect to the chemistry that they uh, emit into the body. So talk about your collaboration with Dr. Lipton. Yeah, Bruce and I, Bruce and I met about 18, 18 years ago. He's, he's an amazing guy and a personal friend as well as a business colleague. And Bruce and I discovered each other at a conference where he was uh, speaking about the, the cells and the fact that you're not a victim of your genes, that your belief systems actually that run your life. And, and I was talking about how to change beliefs. So turns out, uh, to make a long story short, he watched me do a process with a woman, one of the balance processes you learn in the basic psyche course, actually. And uh, she'd been terrified of public speaking for years and years and years. It took about 10 minutes. We changed that belief. Uh, so that she had a very different perception of the group, even that she was with. There were 120 people in the room. She was terrified to begin with. And before <laughs> before we were finished, she's chatting uh, with this group, very excited, walking up and down the stage. And she took over my presentation. I tell her to sit down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Bruce finally said, hey, I don't know, this guy's either crazy or he's got something going. So uh, we had a chat, and we figured out that it's a two-part story. This is how, Bruce talks about how you get... Uh, to be the way you are and the power of the subconscious and your belief systems to affect your biology and your choices in life. And I talk about, in effect, it's never too late to have a functional childhood just because your beliefs came from then, from your childhood, most of them, that you can rewrite that software and free yourself from the prison of the past in order to create the future that you actually want. So we've been working together for the last uh, eight or nine years. Uh, we have a video out called The Biology Perception, The Psychology of Change. Uh, Bruce wrote the foreword to my book, uh, uh, we've worked together uh, just loving it uh, all over the world. And you have a four-day conference coming up in July, I think. Yes, we do. That will be uh, held in Denver, Colorado, and that uh, information will be available on the website as well or at brucelipton.com. Uh, you can go there as well, and uh, there will be information about that. Also, Spirit 2000 is the uh, sponsor of this, so Spirit2000, all one word, .com will also get you the information. We're going to do one in... Uh, Denver and in July, and then another one in San Francisco in November. Okay, and so who, who might want to come to this? Is, is it open just to facilitators or anybody? or Anybody, anybody who wants to make a positive change in their life uh, and learn the tools of doing it and the science behind it. Uh, this is, we only do this, we're only working together in this way twice this year, so if you want to, if you would like the experience of being there for both presentations, uh, and Bruce will be a part of them, uh, of course, for the first two days, and I'll do the second two days, so it's a four-day event. Uh, it's a unique opportunity, and so far I don't think uh, anybody's ever been unhappy with having attended these things because you get the grounding in the science, the left-brain stuff, and then you get the application, which is, oh, if you take the science and you actually put it into action, then it becomes useful, and, and you can and people make changes right there. I mean, it's not you learn something and then do it later. Massive change takes place in the two days when we're doing the Psyche Basic Workshop, and you have a lot of expertise there because there will be Psyche instructors, certified instructors there to help. Um, the groups are generally, I would say, 80 to 120 people is, is pretty common for these four-day events. Um, you don't happen... The, I'm just, okay, go to the website. If you want to know the dates, you have to go to the website, www.psych-k.com. Um, <laughs> like, what's the date? When is it? Is it off I-70? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it is either. Actually, the best place to go is Spirit2000, S-P-I-R-T-2000.com. And uh, they they are hosting events by Bruce and I and other people as well. But if you go there... Uh, you can find out directly. And if you want a phone number, I, I actually can give you a phone number for information for that. 
uh, you'll be contacting Spirit 2000. And so here it comes. It's a toll-free number, at least in the United States. I don't know if it's going to work in Canada, so I'm sorry about that. You might have to use websites. But the uh, toll-free number would be 866-762-3684. And you'll get a man named Doug Parks. And Doug is the head of Spirit 2000. And he can give you the details about that, uh, about these both of the events. Well, it sounds really exciting. And if you enjoyed what you heard about uh, Psyche this evening, uh, forget about the rocky start. <laughs> you'll want to go. You'll want to go to these events. I can tell. It, it sounds just amazing, absolutely amazing. What what this can do, and it uh, incredible. You know what you what you have come up with, and, and how you've implemented this around the world, and how you've you know garnered this interest, and 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 got you this army of folks out there to do this. Tell me, you you have um, the you also have the three levels. I think in in you have the you know the three little cyclones, but um, you've got people can go and become a site K. Um, Administrator or facilitator to themselves, I think, or and mm-hmm. to their clients, and then you have an advanced level. In what does that um, allow you to do? Well, there are, there are various ways you can be involved in various levels of participation. The first is you just take a class, and then you have the right to call yourself a psyche facilitator because that's what you'll be doing. If you want to go into the next level, you could become something called a preferred affiliate. That's generally a piece of person who has a private practice, either a coaching uh, practice or a psychotherapy practice. And there's a little bit more involved in terms of your commitment there. All this is on the website, so you can find out. Right. Just click on, you know, facilitators. There's a facilitators conference that's going to happen uh, this year in Chicago. The first annual one ever happened last year in Ontario, California. I did a talk there, and and uh, that talk is available on uh, psyche.com as well. And then there's moving all the way f- into a fuller commitment. Uh, expressing yourself in that way as a, a certified Psyche instructor, which means you then have the right to teach the material to others and you make a career out of it. It's essentially what it boils down to. So the entry levels uh, are any of those things. Just take the class and then use it. You can go to preferred affiliate uh, level and have a private practice, and there's a relationship then between uh, the Psyche Center, that would be me, and uh, the f- affiliate, and then there's the instructor track. Imagine imagine just doing that. I mean, it's just such a wonderful career for anybody who wants to go out and change the world and change themselves. Uh, amazing. Thank you for, for for bringing it to us. I think it's My great. pleasure the, entirely. The, <laughs> the video that you did with Dr. Lipton, um, The Biology of Perception, The Psychology of Change, um, what is that about specifically? Well, it's kind of a very, very abbreviated uh, version of the four-day course. It doesn't, it's not a substitute for it, obviously, because it's like two and a half hours and not four days, but it, it gives you the basis, uh, the basic science behind the change. So it would be, um, and it was, I have to understand, it was done eight years ago, too, so there's some new information available on the scientific side, but the core science and the results are all the same, and it's not outdated in any way in that sense that, your beliefs drive your life, not your genes. You're not a victim of your genes. Your life is a printout of your beliefs. And the Psyche part about it, I give about an hour and 20-minute presentation of the philosophy behind Psyche, and then I do a demonstration of one of eight or nine different ways you can change beliefs. And there are more than one way, Frankie, because just like in a toolbox, you know, if you just had a hammer, you're very limited in terms of what you can do. So there are multiple tools to use to uh, offer to the subconscious mind because in Psyche, the subconscious is, is ruling the situation. It, it will choose which of the tools from the menu of changes that are, are change processes that are possible, which one will fit the change the best. So it's not a matter of applying something from a facilitator point of view. It's about engaging the subconscious and then asking it what it needs. And once you give it that, then it runs off and does its job at 40 million bits of processing power per second. That's why massive change is possible in just a few minutes. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, this is so powerful. It really kind of blows the mind. It really does. It's uh, absolutely incredible. And, and you know, I, I've experienced Psyche myself. Um, you've got a wonderful facilitator here in Ontario, um, Maureen Korspevsky. She's just lovely. And I know yes. that a friend of mine, um, I, I, she was introduced to another one in England, and it really helped her. And so I, I can only just, you know, tell folks who are listening, please um, find yourself a facilitator if this interests you at all. You want to make changes um, at your subconscious level. Change the beliefs that are holding you back from, from your life and see if it doesn't work for you because it seems to work for you at 40,000 million bits per second, <laughs> whatever that is. Rob, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, we lost a little bit of time in the, in the beginning, but um, I am stuck to the timetable of Blog Talk Radio 
makes me so. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much for being unstoppable and keep calling in and for hanging in there. And I, I do so apologize for, for what happened, but um, I'm not going to apologize for the show because it was just so wonderful to have you on. Well, Frankie, I want to thank you and uh, and acknowledge you for the work that you're doing to make talk radio uh, a format where this kind of information can be disseminated to the population of the world in a simple and easy way. And it is part of what we're going to use collectively to make this world all that we want it to be. So thank you, thank you, thank you for doing what you're doing. Oh, you're such a doll. Thank you so much. Everybody, if you're out there, have yourself a wonderful day, evening, wherever you are in the world. I love you and uh, bless you, and hopefully we'll see you back here next week. Thank you, Rob, so much, and have yourself a great evening. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.